Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy Football Enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the 19 Hottest of Fantasy Football Podcasts. My name is Christian Brito. My name is Jeff. And joining me as always, actually, I feel like as always, is Mr. John Chapman. What's up, John? John, I need to talk to you. You rode a boat, son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. What's up, man? I, I feel, you know, as being a former member of the hottest list that i feel glad to pass the torch this year to the new 19 hottest people for those of you unfamiliar i write a um suspiciously homoerotic article every year it's Uh, not suspiciously it is (laughs) it is straight homoerotic in the best of ways in the best of ways if you go to eatsleepfantasy.com uh basically what i do is just type up the best looking people in fantasy um for some reason it's all men i don't know what is going on there but dale helped me co-write it this year so i am not the only one that's uh a little anyways implicated (laughs) (laughs) implicated there we go but for some reason the title only says by christian brito let's let's add in there that dale helped me write it and austin helped produce and get it up on our website so uh all of us are implicated in this weird crime but you know we've got some some sexy things in there such as hair of the year uh most likely to start a fantasy football tournament most likely to uh bring home to your parents and of course best personality because that's that's something you need to have in there I'll say this. If you want to laugh, if you haven't laughed today and you're in the middle of an argument with your wife, first off, tell her to just don't do that anymore. Right. Then go to Eat Sleep Fantasy, click on this article, and just laugh your ass off because it's pretty damn funny. Don't do that funny. anymore. Yeah, just that works for me. All right. Listen, man, we've got we've got a lot to cover. Yes, not <laughs> not enough time to cover everything that we need to. So I don't want to spend too much time on a on a joke uh, here. I think we might be dropping audio of what we did to release that nineteen hottest. Maybe we'll see. Bonus episode, perhaps. But uh, we have to go over a recap of the week two preseason games. There's a lot to go over before the real. The real game, that is the fake game of week three. Week three is really the dress rehearsal for preseason football and where we're going to see a lot of takeaways. But week two, we get some insight as to the way things are progressing and trending. And so we're going to recap that. I do want to say a big thank you to our friend up north, Canadian Clayton, because I don't know how to say your last name. I'm just going to say Canadian it's Cadeau. Uh Clayton Cadeau <laughs> or Cadeau, tomato, tomato. Uh, and you can follow him at Clayton Cadeau, at Clayton Cadeau on Twitter. Figure out how to spell that, but it's like the weird French-Canadian spelling where you got some I's and E's and U's and X's in there. 
Is that correct? Yeah, I think I'm going to try right. to spell it off memory, okay? C A D I E U X. I believe that's correct. I'm not looking at it now, but yeah, okay. it's something stupid. All right, <laughs> something something Canadian. I feel like yeah. I just paid that's taxes. Too many vowels in a that. row. And then you can't have an X in your name and end with a oo or yeah. an o. Clayton Kudax. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So let's hop right in. We'll get to some of the housekeeping stuff later on in the episode, but since we have so much to cover, let's start with the first game, Arizona Cardinals and the Oakland, soon to be Vegas Raiders, whatever, the Raiders. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. I, I don't care. Teams need to stop moving because I need to stop remembering where people are. I just want to root against them. All right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about Kyler Murray, kind of in a groove in this game. Uh, Raiders brought some pressure, but... He looks pretty good, right? I don't know, man. When he was out there, it wasn't the best. He took he had almost as many sacks as he had completions right. and took a safety. And and this is kind of the thing that you have to pay attention to because nobody in the NFL does four wide receivers or what's called 10 personnel where you have one running back, no tight ends. They are committing to this in Arizona in this new air raid system. And what happens is if you only have five guys blocking, and you bring five guys and somebody doesn't do their job, your quarterback's right. going to get hit or you got to get rid of the ball. With his and mobility, so, though, are you it, not – like, I feel like I'm not as – like, I'm not on the Kyler Murray is going to be a top five fantasy receiver. I uh, Running uh, – fuck, quarterback. Uh, I'm not on that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, did I need to name any other positions before I get to it? I'm not on the Kyler Murray is going to be great this year. But I think Kyler Murray is going to be serviceable this year. I right. don't have him as a top 10 quarterback, which I'm seeing people. I think that's a little aggressive. But if you're in a league and people with a lot of newbies, they don't know who Kyler Murray is, and you want a guy that I think is going to have a floor every single week due to the rushing, that's going to be it. Because even in limited action, like he rushed once, obviously. But we're talking about playing yeah. a series or two, and you already have a rush. Like if you have a rush every series – it's going to add up over the course of a game and over, over the course of a season. I think you're going to see Kyler Murray be the second leading rusher on this team probably by the time this this year is done. Um, and you add into that, yeah, they're going to have that air raid offense. He's going to throw it a lot. Uh, I think he'll be good enough as a rookie. There's going to be plenty of mistakes, but he should be good enough to be serviceable all year long. Yes, and I'll, I will say this, you know, his end-of-season numbers are going to be a lot better than his per-game basis, and I think this kind of showed us. If there is a way to stop this offense, and he's going to have a couple bad outings, one as a rookie, two behind a horrible offensive line, three, and probably the best thing for him is this defense is abysmal. It might be one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Patrick Peterson's already suspended six games. Their other starting corner looks like he's going to be missing a lot of time. So the best, the saving grace for fantasy football players, Arizona's going to be in shootouts, and Hakeem Butler is hurt. So for those deep sleeper dynasty leagues, you got to jump off that bandwagon for this year at least. Okay, so. agreed. Let's talk about the next game. We're, we're basically going to give you here 
probably should have prefaced this before. <laughs> We're going to give you the biggest. Thing. Hold on. One quick one thing. One quick thing before we jump to the next game. The Raiders, the one thing that I want to highlight is Josh Jacobs got all six snaps, which doesn't sound like a lot, with the entire starting offensive line. The, the offensive line took six snaps, and for all six of those, Josh Jacobs was out there. So for those that have been waiting patiently to see who's going to be the number one running back, we got the message. It is now back. officially Josh Jacobs. So, Not just sorry. Not just uh, not just number one running back, but three down back, right? Correct. Oh, correct. Okay. Correct. All right, so next game, we're going to give you just basically the biggest takeaways per game. So I, I really feel like I should have prefaced that to the <laughs> Cardinals and Raiders. But we got to move fast this episode. There's a lot to cover. I'm all right? bad about that. It's my fault. He's talking to me specifically. I'll get yes. better. Got to move fast while I take an enormous pause. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons and New York Jets. Dude, Matt Ryan. We're probably not talking enough about him because we don't pay enough enough attention to quarterbacks in fantasy. He's going to have an awesome-ass season, isn't he? He is. You know, Cutter throws out huge volume on the offensive side. He might have the best fantasy wide receivers in the entire NFL. And, you know, shout-out to Armando, who is – he's wrong. And if you are one of those Calvin Ridley believers, that's okay. I'm telling you right now, it – the starters out there for Atlanta in two wide receiver sets, Calvin Ridley was not out there with the first team at all. Mohamed Sanu was out there for all of the two wide receiver um, snaps with the starting yeah. team. So Yes, that, but, but... That's fine. Do you have any doubt in your mind that Calvin Ridley will far exceed Marvin... Uh, oh, my oh. God. Yes, Mohamed Sanu. Mohamed Sanu. Oh, completely. But what I'm saying that this does is this is going to take his snap rate down to where it was last year. We saw this last year. And two wide receiver sets, it was Sanu and Julio Jones. And it's looking like that might continue to be the case, which is going to limit the ceiling of the Calvin Ridley truthers out there to, you know, a wide receiver too. So, yes. I don't think Calvin Ridley will be the type of receiver where we see a – sizable jump in stats from year one to two because he came out strong in year one so if you're expecting a jump you're not going to see it i also don't think this is one of those situations where we see much less either i i don't think he's going to take a back seat in any way to sanu for anything there will be yes sets where he's limited because he's not on the field you know, like other, like Michael Thomas is going to be on the field over 90% of the snaps over the course of the season. That's probably not going to be Ridley, but he's still going to be just fine. I just don't see the ceiling. He's probably being drafted pretty close to what his value will be. So maybe you're not getting a ton of value with him. If he's a guy that you want to shoot for the fences, probably not your guy. True. Right. Uh, do you want to talk about the back, the backup to Freeman, especially since Freeman's been... Uh, Kind of injury prone over the last couple seasons. Uh, he, he has been, and they he only took six snaps. Uh, they, they got him in, and they got him out pretty quick. Right. I, I still really do believe Brian Hill is the best talented back, but right. they want to stay with Ito Smith. He did get his touchdown in short yardage, so it looks like it's going to be Freeman's 1A. After that, if it's short down yardage, it's going to be Smith, but I think if it's in between the 20s, we're going to see more Brian Hill than we want to. So it's not just a straight handcuff situation like some other teams. Okay. So the Edo Smith, I am definitely moving him down in my ranks. Brian Hill in super deep leagues only, but he's definitely a guy to watch. Uh, Smith did look 
good in the sense of he got the touchdown and caught the passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not great on a yards per carry basis. Uh, so we'll see. He's he's fine. Um, I'm optimistic that if Freeman stays healthy, he is going to uh, exceed draft day value because of where he's being taken. Um, it's really just a, a bet on he returns to form or not. Um, and you've got people that are far on each side of that argument. Uh, and we have yet to see. If he's healthy, I think he's going to be a great value. But that's a big if. Yep. I like right. it. Next game here, Baltimore Ravens, Green Bay Packers. I think we're doing good on time. We've only got... I'm, fi- I'm feeling okay. We've I'm only got 14 more out, games to cover so hard. in the next... Uh, you know, forty-ish minutes. We're we're behind pace. Let's let's pick it up. <laughs> Buck, this is hard. Uh, side note: I drank an energy drink before I Ooh. did this podcast. Um, if you hear me mess up a lot, it's because I'm trying to get out words quickly and I'm not doing a good job of it. So, Baltimore Ravens, Green Bay Packers, Mark Ingram. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm easily distracted. It says he played in seven saps. What are saps? Snaps. Yeah, but it says saps. Yeah, that was a typo. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Clayton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do all this hard work, and we're going to pay attention to one letter. How dare you, Canadian? Um, Mark wow. Ingram's going to be a beast this year. He just moves forward. He is the perfect fit for this offensive uh, style running game with Lamar Jackson back there. Lamar Jackson looked great. Uh, the best play probably of last year got called back on a penalty, but Lamar Jackson's going to be fine. Mark Ingram's going to be fine. But there Let's is a about. new name. Let's and talk that about is this new Justice name. Justice Hill. He is electric. <laughs> he is unbelievable. Ten carries, forty-nine yards, and a touchdown. And he's even better in the passing game. So pay attention to that. And then the last thing I want to say: the wide receiver one for the Baltimore Ravens is not Mar- uh, Marquise Brown, who they drafted in the first round. It is Miles Boykin. Agreed. Um, he got every single snap with the starters out there, and they were out there for a while. 21 snaps. He was out there for all of them. But this is Brown being not healthy, right? That's what it is? Yeah, and I yeah. think once he is healthy, it will be those two. I don't yeah. think you take Boykin off the field for Brown. Right. Uh, the, I think Willie Sneed, who was out there for a handful of things, also Jalen Smith, Jaleel Scott, a lot of guys rotating, Chris Moore. Um, it's going to be those two guys. So this is what I want to say about the Ravens in general. Mark Ingram's role is not going to be hurt by Justice Hill. Justice no. Hill is going to be this year's Tariq Cohen. Yes, that's exactly what they are trying to do. Very, very similar set. The carries and touches are going to be Ingram's, but just uh, Justice Hill is going to find his way into some touches for sure. And they're going to have packages for him. He'll be in rotations. They're going right. to try to get him the ball, and Mark Ingram will still get he, his. I'm actually getting increasingly excited about those two players this year because I think this team is going to you're going to see a lot of running and with a rushing quarterback it's only going to help that even more I think so uh, and we've seen the stats to demonstrate that in terms of running backs having a higher yards per carry with quarterbacks that run the ball it's just an additional threat in the backfield Um, and so I think Justice Hill will definitely have a role carved out. And right now, even though he's climbing up draft boards, I think it's still a value based on what I think he can do this year for that team. And I also think Mark Ingram is as well. Yep. 
Yep, yep, yep. And I'll say this on the flip side real quick. If we look at the Green Bay Packers, their wide receiver core is solidified. Two wide receiver sets, Devontae Adams, obviously, but Marquez Valdez-Scantling is going to be the right wide receiver. Geronimo Allison is going to be the slot, and he is uh, splitting – sorry about that. I'm doing the same thing as you – splitting time with Kumaro. So Kumaro and Allison are switching kind of the slot role, and ESB and Scantling are taking the right wide receiver. But Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he is going to be out there for the majority of the game. And I am willing to bet you'll also see MVS in the slot at times as well. Um, so I, I think, and I, I've been saying this, and, I, and if I'm not mistaken, Allison is still being taken in ADP ahead of MVS. Mistake. I'll say this now. Major mistake. That's a mistake. Yeah. It's it's going to be MVS. It's going to be the, the, the most productive there outside of Adams, obviously, who is a top two wide receiver for most people. Um, I think MVS will finish the season uh, as a top 36 wide receiver and uh, and probably a good draft day value. Yep. All right. Bills and Panthers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who wins in a fight? A Bill, or, uh, a Buffalo, or a Panther? After the video of the Buffalo hitting that little kid, I'm going Buffalo. Yeah. It definitely depends on what kind of Panther. Uh I'll go Buffalo as well. Just the size and strength. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Josh Allen, man. Nine for 1,102 yards. Looked good, right? He looked really good, and it was Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley had six targets on 13 snaps. (laughs) Like, uh, one of the targets got called back on a penalty, but he caught all of them, and he looks unbelievable. Like, Cole Beasley looks really, really good. Um, Zay Jones took all the outside wide receiver snaps, but he is going to lose that job once John Brown comes back. They paid him a lot of money. Um, three wide receiver sets. That would be Zay Jones, John Brown, and Cole Beasley. A lot of people were on the Robert Foster train. He is not a starter. He will be a positional guy that rotates in barely. Uh, but the guy to own here, I'm telling you, Cole Beasley is basically free. Oh, man. Oh, man. And also, you got to talk about the backfield as well. Uh, Singletary looked unbelievable. It's going to be crowded halfway through the season. Singletary is the guy to own in Dynasty and probably redraft as well. I think I would prefer to have Singletary over LaShawn McCoy um, because I think eventually that will be transitioned over. Not this year. I think it will this year. We're going to. Do you want to make a bet on LaShawn McCoy outscores Devin Singletary this year? For the year? For the year. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll play. Let's play. I I believe in this. I want to make a small caveat. I think they still have time to cut McCoy, if I'm not mistaken. So, if McCoy is cut, then I automatically win? Is that the caveat? on the Bills week one, just on the team, not even the start. This is called limping into a bet. If we were playing poker, I'm pushing all my fucking chips in right All right, fuck it. LaShawn McCoy will uh, outscore Devin Singletary in fantasy for 2019. I like it. I like it. Mark it. You're going down. Uh, I think we have a drop for this. Do we have a drop for this? We'll find out. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> drops are supposed to increase energy and momentum not what we just did <laughs> we are the missed drop of fantasy football we are the drops like we yes. have a pass and we just oh. drop it we lead the league in drops both sounds and 
fumbled attempts at catching a ball. Um, but do you know what doesn't miss the drop? Because this is important. I'm going to guess Nitrogen Sports. Oh, my gosh, dude. That is legit that we're on the same page on this one thing. Nitrogen Sports is absolutely the best Bitcoin betting site out there on the web. Here's what you got to do. You head over to eatsleepfantasy.com. It's a website. You click <laughs> on the Nitrogen Sports banner on the very, very front. It takes you to their website, and that is where the fun begins. Listen to this. If you're a little bit hesitant about Bitcoin, don't be. It's so easy to get money in and even easier to get money out of this site because you don't have to go through any of the governmental process and gambling and all those things because Bitcoin goes around all of those different whatevers. So easy to get money in, easy to get money out. You can bet on absolutely everything. And the best part about this is you can do free pools where you don't have to bet anything with a guaranteed payout. So if you want to get started, uh, again, all you got to do, do a couple free pools, guaranteed payouts if you win those out. So test it out. See what you think. Head over to eatsleepfantasy.com. Click on that and start having a lot of fun. I've been on there too much lately. It is absolutely awesome. It is really awesome uh, considering the wide range of everything, whether, you know, if you're betting nothing free roll if you're betting all the way to a bitcoin and you're a big money baller cool if you want to bet on any type of game you can do that as well it's it's just awesome so go to our website and check it out yes uh let's talk about this game that <laughs> clayton's show notes are sometimes really depressing and he's like this is prepped in a way for us to just to give you kind of a behind the scenes glimpse it, it's prepped in a way for us to kind of make commentary <laughs> And Clayton's notes on the Bears Giants game is there was really nothing to take away from the Bears. <laughs> nothing. Just nothing. Also, um, I want to talk about the fact that Canadians spell the word offense with a C. Yeah, there's some differences in just language and education. It's not his fault. Right. Um, I say that. I'm a teacher. Our, our education system's absolute trash in America, but I still gotta take a dig. Yes. Still got to. All right. Yeah, so there's nothing on the Chicago the side. Bears, it's just they sat almost all their starters. So there's he's part. Uh, so Nagy seems to be part of the new young coach McVay Shanahan thing of just keeping starters the hell out of preseason, and right. that's it. We he just cares about cares about health. Uh, the Giants. If we jump over, holy cow! I mean, Daniel Jones, this guy over there is just continuing to light up the freaking world. Um, also of note, Rod Smith seems to continue to get the lion's share of carries with the first team, right. uh, Wayne Gallman, who's been in and out and whatever else. It seems like right now it would be Rod Smith. So, so you would say, please. uh, you would say the rookie is lighting up the world cause you light up my world, John. Oh, that's so nice. I think you're talking about my semen. Mm, well, under a black light, maybe. <laughs> that's right. That's, like and that's where the CSI guy like takes off his glasses. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry. So yeah. uh, let's move to Bengals and Redskins. I think there's more to take away from uh, this game. Uh, if you wanted to hear about the Bears and Giants, we are not the show for you. No. They didn't show much. Who I'll say win this. in a fight, a bear or a giant? <sighs> I don't know. A giant's so vague. Just... Just answer the question. Like Andre the Giant or a bear? I'm going bear. Okay, but like, uh, did you ever watch Game of Thrones? Yes. Like the giant from Game of Thrones. Oh, the giant. Oh, the giant. Especially the zombie giant. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's it's not close. It's okay. not close. <laughs> 
Bengals and Redskins. I'm going to continue. <laughs> who, who I was in? ready to like get into that. Could you who? tell? Like I got excited. <laughs> who wins in a fight? <laughs> anyway, if we want to go further off scale, I saw Andre the Giant when I was a kid. Um, so if you want to like, yeah. That, you didn't answer my I, question. Who wins in a fight, a Bengal or a Redskin, or is that something we can't continue with? So here's what's important to take away from this game. Uh, <laughs> Joe Mixon looks great. Uh, he played three snaps and bounced Josh Norman off of the ground with a stiff arm in the very violent way, uh, almost like he was punching something. Um, can you step in right there? I don't want to keep going. <laughs> Duh. No. Okay. All right. Tyler Boyd is going to be the guy. It looks like Josh Malone will be the fill-in for A.J. Green until he returns. But uh, that's really about all to take away. That's a bad offensive line with the Bengals. So uh, not too excited about what they have there. Now, on the other side, Washington. Uh, I do want to talk. There was a lot of backups in this game. I do want to talk a little bit about should Andy Dalton struggle um, Ryan Finley is kind of taking uh, a hold of that backup job. Yeah, new coaches, new head coaches usually mean new quarterbacks. You know, this regime did not bring in Dalton, and so there's right. no loyalty. They did bring in Finley, who I was big on. Uh, right. He doesn't have a huge arm, but for that offense, again, think um, you know the Rams and or San Francisco, it's just get – the ball to playmakers in space and ryan finley is that to a t so he fits that very similar to dalton but i i do think eventually it will be his yeah so uh i guess maybe we should address a little bit uh running backs and backup running backs here um let's talk about jordan ellis a little bit uh kind of catching the ball quite a bit in the preseason any takeaways from that or he's just not going to get enough I, touches throughout the season I don't think that he's actually going to be the backup I think what they have set up there is Mixon's the guy Bernard's going to work in some with special teams and on third downs I you know Travion Williams was in there but he's been hurt he's removed but they still have Rodney Anderson Rodney Anderson was one of the most talented running backs in the entire country out of OU, but he just kept getting hurt. And he's he's been hurt through the draft process. But I'm telling you right now, the running back to own after Mixon is Anderson. That's the guy that you're going to want. We haven't seen him yet, but his film was unbelievable, and I, I guarantee you where they drafted him, he will be the predominant guy if Mixon goes down. Yeah. So Rodney Anderson over... Gio Bernard, who's the two on the depth chart? Yes, I, I would because Bernard's going to be the third down guy. So, so you, maybe do you think you know, El, do you think Ellis even has a roster spot? At he this does point? with Williams hurt. With Travion Williams getting hurt, I okay. think he so has they're gonna one carry, now. They're going to carry four into the season. I could see that. Bernard, yeah, I could see that. You think Williams gets cut then? No, but I I could see him going on IR, um, going on IR or. You can't put him on pup because he he can't because he was active during the preseason so he doesn't gotcha. qualify. Gotcha. So yeah, maybe he's an IR designated to return kind of guy. Something uh, doubt like it. that. Um, he might just be an IR all season. Okay, right. so Mixon, Bernard, Anderson, then Ellis. I, I I was kind of of the mindset maybe just kind of the amount of work that 
Ellis is getting. Maybe they're just trying to get a good look at him to make sure that he will be carried in to the season. Um, he looked good, though. He looked yeah. good and consistent. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe he he's working towards that third or maybe even second job. Cause they drafted two Bernard rookies. They drafted two guys, you know, and Williams and Anderson. And you got to believe, like, you spend that draft capital, you want those guys on your roster. And so with Williams' injury, and if he is going to miss significant time, that opens the door for Ellis. But Anderson's going to get the first nod when he's healthy. Gotcha. So, All right. Let's move on to our next game here. We've got the Cleveland Browns and the Indianapolis Colts. What what is a what exactly is a brown? That's what you leave in the toilet. Uh... Did we just lose a fan base? <sighs> <laughs> we are the piss people off of fantasy. Like you've got to have thick skin to listen to this. I don't know what to do when you do that do i go well, with it do a I... brown i don't know what a brown is all right just what, what are the browns just move on I, i'll figure it out what they're the are... dogs right but that's their mascot but that's not what it is what they're are a color the... they're a crayola they're the crayolas i'm making it worse aren't i i'm making it worse yeah it's worse Oh, wow. <laughs> so the Cleveland Browns are actually named after their first coach and general manager, Paul Brown. Wow. I did not know that. This is the <laughs> least interesting thing I've read all day. Dude, whatever. What if there was a freaking Britos, the fighting Britos? That's fucking ridiculously bad. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't play for them. Me neither. I asked for a trader off the bat, even if they're called, even if they're my name. If they did like a burrito mascot on the helmet, though, like it'd be you on your knees. Uh, no, it'd just probably be <laughs> like me. But like, are you familiar with the artist uh, burrito? No, Romero burrito. No. no. Okay. All Very right. Big in Miami, but okay. We've gone the wrong way. We've L- gone let's like focus. a really like the last two minutes, man. Brutal. <laughs> we should just cut it. But knowing that Dale's going to edit this show, it's not going to be cut. It's so not have gonna fun be cut. and laugh. Just it's not going to be time. cut. You know what will be cut? What? My pubic hair because I've been using Manscaped. So let's talk about Ooh. Manscaped real quick. So here's the thing with Manscaped. One, it's freaking awesome. Head over to manscaped.com. Now, once you figure out whatever it is you want, I strongly recommend getting one of the kits because you get the free little travel pouch, which is cool too. Use the promo code ESF. If you do that, you get 20% off plus free shipping on anything that you order there. And I promise you, this is this is a product that is made specifically for dudes, um, and it is absolutely incredible. You get the trimmers, you get the razor, uh, the shampoo and body wash is awesome. They send you mats to put on the floor right. so that it collects whatever it is that you clean off. So um, if you're tired of getting nicked in the tidbits, um, I should coin that phrase, right. um, this is what you need to do because you don't have to worry about that anymore. There's no more getting hurt or should I go closer, whatever. Yes. Um, it is awesome. So manscaped.com, ESF code. Before Manscaped ever became a sponsor, I bought them, and here's my personal story. This is kind of off, off script here. I tried to trim my balls... I got really close uh, with the trimmer. 
Did you get too I close? Did you nicked, get too close? I didn't nick my balls. I nicked my shaft. And you got to replace the golf club after that. Immediately ordered Manscaped like the next day. <laughs> it was a scary experience. It's not worth it. And the product is awesome and it's not that expensive. And then you add the 20% and the free shipping off there. This is better than getting something off of Amazon Prime. It's Dude, the just, little travel case, by the way, I used it this weekend when I went up to Orlando and like I put all my little toiletries nice. in there. It's that alone is probably worth it. The fact that you won't nick your private area while shaving or trimming is awesome. My buddy uses it for like grooming his whole body, um, which mm. is pretty dope if you do that as well. Like you can do that without I'm having to worry about. I'm picturing your friend as Sasquatch, by the way. Uh no, which it would work for. I recommend this product for Sasquatch. I think it would work well for him. Yeah, increases the size. It looks bigger. Yes, everything looks grander. So, all right, let's talk about <laughs> things that. Uh, let's go back to the Colts and Browns. My God, we are all over the place today. Colts Browns uh, starter sitting again. Yeah, in this game. Um, if so takeaways from this game because even the, even though the starter sat we still didn't even see uh much of the team we did see a little bit of kareem hunt yeah kareem hunt you, you know you don't have to worry about him because he's going to get a long rest um right. you know he can just kind of kick it on his own okay so also, then <laughs> what about uh de ernest de ernest please tell me how to say his name Dernest yeah. johnson yeah, I believe that is correct. Yeah, he looks good. It's weird. It, it seems like it's going to be him one week. The next week, it seems like it's going to be Hilliard. We'll, we'll have to see who's going to be that Dante, uh, the Duke Johnson role. But we'll see there. The one takeaway that I had from this game is Rashard Higgins. He continues to distance himself from everybody for that wide receiver three position, which they have on almost all their you know starting formations. Three wide receivers tied in and running back or 11 personnel. So Rashard Higgins seems like he is one of those free players you can get in Dynasty that's actually going to put up some decent points. On the Colts side, um, you know, Andrew Luck was warming up during warm-ups. So for everybody that was really concerned about that injury, pump the brakes. He's going to be just fine. Uh, he looked fine. Um, you, worst case scenario is he misses week one. That's it. But I do think Jacoby Brissett is the best backup quarterback in the entire NFL. Would you agree? Yeah. That's fine. I almost did a top five, but I was like, "Do it let's go. right now." Top top five backup quarterbacks go. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is my number one since he liked to go. Oh, I do. Thank you. That made me feel good about life. Um, Brissett is top five. Uh, I feel like we did this list already. Uh, we started it and we stopped, much like you're about to do. Uh, yeah. So Dallas Cowboys and. Los Angeles Nick Rams. Mullins in there. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater um, was in there for me. Not until I said it. <sighs> okay. Go ahead. <laughs> That's it. That was five. Let let's Okay. Was it? I think so. Tannehill. Mullins. Brissett. Um, um Bridgewater Bridgewater. Giants. And Giant? Oh yeah, yeah. I put I I put Allen in there. Josh Allen, or da- sorry, Daniel Jones. They're the same guy. Wow, Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Yes, Daniel Jones. Um, because uh, the backups, two of those backups are better than their starters. Correct. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys. Let's talk about Prescott looking awesome. 
Yeah, here's the thing. You know, he got 13 snaps. Definitely looked a lot better this week than he did last week. Five for five, 65 yards passing. Looked good. Tony Pollard looked great. And most of the things that we have to take away from this game took place off the field with their loudmouth owner, you know, Jerry Jones, talking about Zeke who... Then he got pissed off, and then he came back today and said, I've earned the right to make fun of Zeke, which it's like, what the hell, dude? You ain't earned the right to make fun of a grown man going through a contract dispute? What's wrong with you? Right. Um, I, I don't. I, I disagree. He's he's Donald Sterling is who he is at the NFL, which oh, man. Um, That's I don't a know. That's a rough comparison, man. Really? I think it's the exact comparison. Womanizer. Definitely out there on race relations. Yeah, so Definitely basically you just people... call them super racist is what I mean. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. If that's the way you're going with, okay, then yes. He acts that way uh, around his players like they're property. I'm not a fan of that. Personally. Oh, Tyrod Taylor, make your top five? He should. He should. He should. He looked really, really good, actually. Um, yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. I'll give you um, one. I'll give you one that's potential. Okay. Drew Locke. Man, he's looked abysmal, and he's injured. Um, he might, he might be on the, no. he might not play this year. He's, he yeah. might be out for a little bit. They messed up his leg. Josh Rosen, you hate him. Josh Rosen's the starter there. You think he's going to be the starter? No, yeah. he's not. He's not going to be the starter. Not the start of the year. Okay. We need to do a Dolphins podcast. Okay, let's go back to the Cowboys. I'm sorry. There's not really much here. The Rams play the fewest amount of uh, starters of any team in the NFL. They did come out today, though, and say they really want Darrell Henderson to get a large amount of snaps somewhere north of nine touches a game. So, But that's what we've expected from the start. So yes. um, definitely do not move him up. If anywhere, he's going way too soon um, as of now. So... Um, he's going to need more than that to return value because, I mean, if you had to guess off the top of your head, where is he going in average draft position right now? I'm looking at it. but Where does he deserve to go? Like 12th round? Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's definitely not where he's going. Guess where, he where going, he like is ninth going. Ninth round? Seventh round. Oof. Oof. I would take him in the ninth, though. Yeah, I don't have a I don't have a problem with that. But he's going ahead of people: Royce Freeman, Kalen Balaj, Jordan Howard. Absolutely I mean, not. Devin Singletary. I take Devin Singletary. Uh, maybe not. I'm going to back off that one. Anyway, all right. Yeah, that's pretty much it for that game. It, it, we didn't have much there. I'm a little shook by this. I didn't realize he was going so early. Yeah. Well, he jumped up whenever all the concerns for Todd Gurley were going on. He's and going then... ahead of Kalen Balaj. Yeah. He's going ahead of starters. and I, He's going ahead of Matt Breida. He's going ahead of Ronald Jones and Peyton. Okay, I get that one. He's going ahead of Duke Johnson. I like Henderson. He's going to get work. It's going to be a great offense, but Gurley's still by far the, like, yeah. He's what's Gurley gonna go from ninety percent of the snaps to eighty percent of the snaps? Like, yeah, I don't uh, know, man. It, it's 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 just too much. I get the rookie hype. Everybody wants the shiny new toy. You love the offense, but I'm telling you, it, it's it's Gurley is the guy to own. Gurley's the guy to own. So anyway.
Okay. I don't have anything else to say about Henderson. I just think I am in agreement with you. He's uh, definitely overdrafted. Yeah. 37th running back off the board in ADP. That's that's early, man. You're That's just outside an RB3 yep. in, in his draft stock. I'm shook right now. I am Heard it here first. Brito is shook. Again, and that's the thing. It's not anything against him as a player or his situation. It's just where you're taking him. Man, You're if Gurley doesn't get hurt, he's not returning value, period. Yeah, that, That's just what it is. I guess so, maybe people are shooting for the fences or they're securing an early pick with, you know, a, a middling to later, you know, stock. But even then... The only logic that I think could support that is you took Gurley. You took him. Maybe you got him in like the second round. I've I've gotten Gurley a bunch in the second round, um, and then you pair a second round with a eighth round pick, but you're pretty much locking up a first round value. Yeah, I don't get it. No, okay. no. I'm just I was trying to explain the logic behind it, but I, I get what the, I I understand why. I just disagree with it. Yep, that's all. All right. Uh, anything else on this game? No, we're good there. Broncos and 49ers. Yeah, this one was abysmal for the starters. Um, pressure up front for the 49ers just got absolutely baptized. Um, right. Jimmy Garoppolo throws an interception. It was just bad. It was just bad. Jimmy Garoppolo um, threw as many picks, um, as many passes to the Broncos as he, he did. did to the 49ers. Really? He should have had two interceptions, to be honest. Oh, with the you. second one was should have been a pick six, but it was That dropped. was a worse pass. Yeah, that was a worse pass. Yeah. Um, it was bad. But it was his first uh, game action back since he tore his ACL in week three at yep. Kansas City the previous year. Sure. But um, here's the deal uh, Bradley Chubb was in his face. He got hit four times on six pass attempts. It was just bad. Bradley so, Chubb has the opportunity to be the best, one of the best, if uh, one of the top five defensive players in the league this year, because he's added more moves to a repertoire that was already elite in his rookie season. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you so, there. And I will say this too, shameless plug: if you are a 49ers fan, head over to 49ers Rush podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts you got more of me just talking 49ers three to four episodes a week what That's the hell man just like shameless plug I, I do shameless plugs for esf on almost every episode over there wow. so i feel wow why not? Wow. high five the way back son if your child lives in the south florida or central florida area <laughs> and needs therapeutic services please go to weareuniqueaba.com oh that was awesome oh that was so good that i really good. doubt i really doubt it but uh we are probably the um best rated aba therapy company in south florida that was and good I pride myself on that you should man you're good at what you do you're good at what you do now i will say on the denver side there wasn't really much to take away from uh their starters didn't do great but, man, their stud first-round pick tight end, Noah Fant, got injured, and it looked bad, lower leg injury. So much so they signed another tight end today. So um, that could it, be problematic for the start of the season. Conflicting actually. reports there because the initial report was he's going to be fine, nah, and then they sign a new guy. Yeah, so just keep an eye on that because yeah. there was a lot of hype, and that hype has died really fast. Yeah. So, so – Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans. Who wins in a fight, a Texan or a Lion? Texan. 
because they have a gun probably they have right? several guns their kids <laughs> have guns everybody has guns just open carry in the middle of a zoo and fucking yeah. shoot the lion apparently <laughs> All well, right. well we, uh, cecil rest in peace okay so <laughs> sorry do we want to talk about anything here with uh david fails or fa- f- uh Fails is correct. No, you said it right. Fails. Uh, yeah. I I struggle with names, man. Uh, not as no. much as Armando. He would he would have called them Fales. One thing I will say is Jesse James. Actually, let, let's stay on the other side real quick. Uh, Jesse James seems like he he got starting reps. Him and TJ are kind of splitting that uh, for Detroit. It seems like they're trying to recreate. Um, what happened in New England early on with the two tight end set and just pound the freaking ball. Um, you know, their offensive line is very good in Detroit, but their offense is going to be almost unrecognizable from the past decade. So um, it it's going to be interesting. I, I I really think this is the last year for Matt Patricia there. I don't think it's going to work, but on Johnson's the only fantasy asset that I really want in Detroit. Kenny Galladay maybe, but my value in him is falling day by day as I see this offense. Um, uh any love for a wide receiver two or the tight ends here? Because you, you did mention, hey, maybe they're going to ride uh, two tight end sets. Um, Hawkinson will be the best Hawkinson. fantasy op- uh, asset there. Marvin Jones, obviously, is going to get his touchdowns. But outside of that, it's going to be if he scores a touchdown, you're happy. If he doesn't, he won't. I don't have him projected to get more than six. So if you're starting him, it's one of Marvin those bi-week Jones's- villains. Currently, his ADP is number thirty, wide receiver thirty-six. So he's yeah. the last of the wide receiver threes. Um, do you feel like he exceeds that at the very least? Mm, I think he could finish that in rankings, maybe. But again, he's one of those guys you're going to start him, and he's going to have two catches for twelve yards, or he's going to have like three catches for thirty yards and a touchdown. So they're not the type of guys that I target. Um, maybe, yeah, if he I don't plays, target those guys. If he plays 15 or 16 games, uh, which prior to last last season, he only played nine games. Right. The three years before that, he played 15, 16, and 16 games. If he can do that, he's obviously not the guy um, in the offense that he was when he was 26 or 27. He's going to be 29 now this year. Um, but I still think he's still young enough. I think people are thinking that Marvin Jones is done. He's not done to me. I think he will exceed draft value. Oh, I like Five it. touchdowns in nine games last year. If he can be there on the field all year, which I, I don't think there's anything in his track record to suggest that he won't be. Um, he He's going to be there 15 or 16 games this year. He typically will play even if he's a little banged up. I, I'm more along the lines of a bounce-back season for Marvin Jones. He's a guy that I have uh, put my my uh, vote of confidence behind in years past, and now I'll do it again in 2019. I'm going to say Marvin Jones sees more than 100 targets. Damn. Sees, sees uh, somewhere around 60 catches and uh, close to, not quite, but close to, double-digit touchdowns if that's the case he'll be a wide receiver too, high-end wide yep. receiver too. so yep. i like that i'm gonna that's get marvin bold. jones in a lot of leagues this year i like it stake your claim 
So that'll pretty much do it here for our week to wrap up here. Um, if you want to stay tuned for the second part of that, stay tuned to our next episode. And uh, that will do it for us today. So guys, the bad news here is that we didn't even fucking get close to getting through all these games within our time constraint. The good news is stay tuned for the next pod. We'll finish recapping all of these games. You're going to get an extra pod here. Have a good night and we'll see you on episode two. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy.